The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. You could be living in a spiritual reality, walking in a spiritual reality, experiencing a spiritual reality, but your senses are dull to it. You don't understand it. You have no, um, you, you don't even understand what's going on. So Jesus would use a parable or parables often to teach in those days. And in a way, we still do that today. But Jesus was a master in doing that. And he told them this parable. He said, the kingdom of heaven. How many of us believe we're in the kingdom of heaven? You're born again. Raise your hand. It's not a trick question if you know. Well, if you're not born again, you need to get born again. But if you know you're born again, you're a child of God, you're in the kingdom of heaven, you are no longer under the dominion or the authority of the kingdom of darkness, raise your hand and be confident about it. You know. Praise God. Yeah, I love that guy that raised two hands. In fact, if you can raise both hands, you know you are in the kingdom of heaven. Help me look at your neighbor. Say, are you here with us? Are you here with us? And again, if you are not born again, please do that every time the opportunity is given. So he's using this to teach them what it means and what it's like to be in the kingdom of heaven. And look at what he said here. This is amazing. He said the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who arranged a marriage for his son. A wedding feast, a banquet for his son. That's amazing. It means if you are in the kingdom of heaven, you are always in a celebration. You are in a wedding feast, you are in a wedding banquet. If you are in the kingdom of heaven, that's how it is like. You are not supposed to be gloomy. I mean, how would you like, particularly if it's your wedding, and the guests that came, all of them were gloomy and sad. And when they say, let's rejoice and let's celebrate with the bride and the groom, they are frowning their face as if they are not happy that you are getting married. Do you want those kind of wedding guests? So the kingdom of heaven is a spiritual reality that every born again child of God is in. But every child of God does not know what the kingdom of heaven is like or what it means to be in the kingdom of heaven. And he said, if you are in the kingdom of heaven, you are in a wedding feast. You are in a banquet. Hallelujah. You are called to a life of celebration. We celebrate when we go to weddings. We sing, we dance, we are happy for the bride and groom. Not just for that day, but for the rest of their life that they are going to live together ahead of them. And that's how it should be. That's how your Christian life should be. It should be a celebration. Let somebody shout out loud this morning, my life is a celebration. That's why we've seen this service, the celebration. We are here to celebrate. Look at your neighbor and say, I don't know about you. I came to celebrate because I'm in the kingdom of heaven. I'm in a wedding feast. I'm in a wedding banquet. Hallelujah. Praise God. 
And I know many of us are familiar with this, with this parable. He said, so he sent out his servants. Go and invite everybody. Go and invite everybody. I love what he said in verse 4. This is so important. And I want you to grab hold of this. Because this is what it means. And this is what it's like to be in the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. Sent out the servant saying, tell those who are invited. And everybody was invited. In fact, you read the parable. The only people that did not come are those people that made light of the invitation. They did not want to come. Tell those that are invited, I have prepared my dinner. Hallelujah. I have prepared my oxen and my fatted cattle. I have killed. And I love this part. All things are ready. Come to the wedding. Can I tell some, somebody something powerful this morning? As we go into the second half of the year, God wants you to know all things are ready for you. All things are already prepared for you. Promotion is ready for you. Healing is ready for you. Prosperity is ready for you. Abundance is ready for you. Notice it's all good things. Oh. All good things. I have prepared my oxen. I have prepared a dinner. I've laid out a feast before you. In this kingdom, I've called you to come and celebrate and enjoy. Nobody goes to a wedding. In fact, if you are, how many foodies are in the house? Don't move too much. They won't know I'm talking about you. Those of you that crash like three weddings every weekend. But we can even argue some people, they are going to that wedding not because of the bride and the groom, but for the things that are ready. Am I right or am I right? And some people will have more than one course, or one serving, or one helping. Let somebody shout, all things are ready. All things are ready. All things are ready. You know, you need to have the kind of mindset, and this is where we are on this side of eternity. The kind of mindset that David had. Because, and that's what Jesus was teaching, or one of the main things he was teaching here. Of course, many times we use this text to talk about um, inviting people into the kingdom, people getting born, and, and that is good. And again, we've talked about that in a harvest season. That has to be our priority. But this concept that in the kingdom, we have been invited to a celebration and things are already made ready for us. Pardon my tautology. Things are set. Things are put in place just for you to come and enjoy. Hallelujah. I want you to understand that concept. And you need to be able to relate that with living on earth, living in Lagos. Living with petrol, what's the current petrol price now? I read an article this week that they are saying that it may go to 700 naira. It's already 700 naira. All things are ready. When you hear those things, just tell yourself all things are ready. When you hear the exchange rate has gone to another level, all things are ready. Before the new president came and deregulated all the things he's deregulating, Somebody say, my father has made all things ready for me already. 
please understand this. So because you won't start thinking as if you are living in a place. So when petrol moves from, how much are you buying petrol before? 192. How many of you know that is good enough reason to be frowning your face every time? Does that sound like a celebration for you? But if you understand that you are in the kingdom, somebody say, I'm in the kingdom. And in the kingdom, all things are ready. Whether petrol moves to 1,000 or not, you can still be celebrating. Some of you are not convinced yet. Please, you need to have the mindset that David had. Psalm 23 verse 6. And that's what David was talking about. That God prepares a table before me in the presence of 700 naira petrol. That's how, look, that's how you are going to be able to celebrate in this world. God prepares a table before me in the presence of sickness and disease. God prepares a table before me in the presence of challenges that I didn't see coming. Because all things are what? Ready. That's the mindset Jesus was trying to teach them here. He knows you are in this world. He knows there are challenges in this world. He knows there will be gross darkness in this world. And there will be, the darkness will cover everybody. But he said, upon you, light will shine. But the way light will shine upon you is if you know that you are called to a banquet. You are called to a feast. You are called to a celebration. And in spite of all the darkness, in spite of all the enemies, in spite of all the challenges, all things are ready for me. Hallelujah. That's how you can rejoice. Oh, praise God. And that's my challenge to you this morning. That's my challenge to you this morning. In spite of what may have happened or not happened in the first six months of the year, or the things that may be happening in your life right now, Rejoice because you are in the kingdom. You are in the kingdom. And listen, how you behave when you are in the kingdom will determine how much of the things that have been made ready for you that you are going to enjoy. Does somebody understand that healing is ready for them? Prosperity is ready for you. The rain is ready for you. The harvest is ready for you. Fruitfulness is ready for you. Promotion is ready for you. But how you behave. Hallelujah. See, if you are not conscious of the fact that you have been invited to a wedding banquet and you have been invited to a celebration and you are called to be celebrating and on the other hand, you're only seeing all the enemies and the challenges and the difficulty. And instead of celebrating, can somebody shout here, I came here to celebrate this morning. Ah, that's not a shout. To, I came here to celebrate. Let me hear you. And you're celebrating from that place. You see, that's how you behave. That's what will determine what you can enjoy. That is ready. Am I talking to somebody this morning? Hallelujah. Pastor, what are you talking about? Um, in Matthew, Matthew chapter 14, please listen to this very carefully. The Bible told us a story there about King Herod. And you know, Jesus said he's like a king that prepared a banquet for his son or a feast for his son. King Herod threw his birthday, threw a celebration. And then his daughter came. 
just like you and I have come today. And she danced before him. Verse 6 said, on Herod's birthday, uh, when Herod's birthday was celebrated, the daughter of Herodias danced before them, the king and all his guests. She danced. And she pleased Herod. How you behave in the kingdom matters. How you sing matters. How you praise matters. How you dance matters. How you celebrate matters. She danced and she pleased him. And then he told her, I'm sure you're familiar with the story, ask me anything you want up to half of my kingdom. Hallelujah. Interesting story. And of course, there are types and shadows we can learn from that. God is not giving you and I half of his kingdom. The Bible says we are heirs with Christ. We are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Hallelujah. God is giving us how many things? All things are ready. All things are ready. God is sharing everything. Herod was as a man, of course. Uh, if I give you everything, which one will I enjoy? But he was so pleased. Now listen to me. He could have done that the day before. I mean, that promise he made to her. He could have done it the week before. But he didn't. Until she did what she danced and celebrated him on his birthday. She came there to celebrate him and to please him. How you behave in this kingdom that you are now in, that you have been called into to celebrate. How you behave matters. How you sing today matters. How you dance today matters. Hallelujah. And that's my charge to us. I want to encourage you to praise God like you have never done it before. Dance like you have never danced before. Sing like you have never sung before. Just in the few minutes we have. And carry that home with you as much as you can. Until the next Thanksgiving service we call again. Understand that you have been called to a celebration. Hallelujah. And sing accordingly, dance accordingly to please the king. So in the parable in Matthew 22 that Jesus said, there were actually two categories of people that missed out on the feast and the celebration. If you read the parable very well, and I'm sure you're familiar with it, the first set of people are people that did not even bother to show up. Um, Pastor Bolani and Pastor Chupos, good to see you. You're welcome again. I actually saw you on the screen inside, but I thought it was an angel or something. You no, know, we're entertaining angels this season. So, <laughs> see after the service. Praise God. Hallelujah. Two categories of people missed out. They, they, they had the opportunity. In fact, he sent servants out over and over again. Some people did not even come for the Thanksgiving service. You understand what I'm talking about? One guy said he had to go to his farm that he just bought a land. Another guy said he just married a wife. <laughs> what did the other guy say? The third guy. There were three interesting excuses. They didn't show up. So the things that were ready, please hear me very well, that they could partake of, they missed out on it. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. Now, my bigger interest is the people that showed up that still did not participate. 
And you read the Bible, the Bible said while, while the feast was going on, the king was now going among the guests. And that's what God does. He moves in our midst as we begin to praise. And he saw one guy, let, let's read it. So, and you know the story, but let, let's just read it. He, he didn't have the right garment on. And if you know anything and understand that we are talking about spiritual things here, he wasn't talking about his physical attire. Hallelujah. Verse 11, Matthew 22. When the king came to see the guests, hallelujah, I love that. God sees you. Can I tell somebody that this morning? He sees you right where you are. More than your husband or your wife or your pastor or your friend can see you. He knows what you are going through. And I want to encourage you, he's going to meet you at the very point of your need this morning. He will meet you at the very point of your desires this morning. He invited them, and as the feasting was going on, he now started attending to them. You know what we do now? You're having a party. The time comes, you get up, you start greeting people that came. Ah, I invited and you honored me. Take this marriage that I've prepared for you. Take this promotion I've prepared for you. Take this breakthrough I've prepared for you. That's, that's what the king was doing. Hallelujah. I said Hallelujah. So as he was doing that, he saw a man. Ah, that's a good news for all the women. No? But you know what he's talking about. It's men and women. He was there. <laughs> he, was, he came. He came for the feast. He came for the service. But watch this. He did not have a wedding garment on. He wasn't dressed for the occasion. Again, he's not talking about your physical attire. So maybe you came into this service today and you're wearing a singlet. That's not what he's talking about spiritually here. He's talking about the fact that he wasn't participating in what was going on. Hallelujah. And he said to him, I love this. He didn't condemn, he even called him friend. Friend, how did you come inside? How did you get past security? I had angels scanning people that didn't come here with a heart of celebration. How did you sneak in? Without a wedding garment. And of course, it was speechless. Look, when God questions you, you won't, you won't have anything to say. The, the way God is going to ask you is, why are you not praising me? And all the lies that Satan may have filled your head with for the reason why you don't want to sing, you don't want to jump, you don't want to die, you won't be able to say it. It will sound ridiculous. Why are you not dancing? You, you'll be speechless. Because if you even try to utter your own excuse, God will show you somebody that his own case is 1,000 times worse, not just worse, worse than your own. And he's somersaulting and praising God. So he told them, bind him out on foot, take him away, cast him out to daughter darkness, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. Point being, it's not enough that you are here. Somebody with me this morning. Come here with the right wedding attire. And we are, we are here to celebrate. So put your garment of praise on. Hello, somebody. Put your dancing shoes on. Put your singing voices on. And celebrate God. Appreciate God. Hallelujah. Herod's daughter 
or Herodias' daughter, however I want to look at it, she came to her father's Thanksgiving service. The Bible didn't tell us really a motive, but maybe we can assume because we have spiritual intelligence. Perhaps he just came and you know what? I, I came to celebrate my father. Today is his birthday. And I'm going to dance to please him, to celebrate him. She had a motive. I don't think she expected the gift that she got at the end of the day. In fact, when he told her, I'm going to give you up to her, she, she didn't even know what to ask for. So she went to meet her mother. What should I ask for? Wicked mother, she just abused the, I mean, they give you up to half of the kingdom. Half. And you are still holding one grudge of John the Baptist. One someone that you had even forgotten he preached. You know those people that are angry with pastor for the message he preached two years ago? That he probably said under the anointing, I didn't even know he was talking to you. Just because one day John the Baptist was preaching and he said, hey, Rod, it's not good for you to have your brother's wife, your brother's wife as wife. He probably didn't even know he said it. <laughs> How can you waste that? But she came in, and I think this is important. She had a reason to dance the way she danced. So I want to help somebody today, maybe a few people. God gave me these five things. I want to give you five. In case you came here, you don't know why you should dance the way you need to dance. Or sing the way you need to sing or celebrate. Let me just mention or remind you of five reasons. Why, particularly today, you should even dance better to please your own king than Herod's daughter danced to please that king. Am I talking to somebody this morning? And then we'll get into the thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Number one, and these are things you probably know anyway. You, you, should, you should thank God, you should celebrate God that you are alive. That's the only reason you have, that you are alive. Should be enough for you to dance and sing and praise and celebrate. That you have life. That you have entered the second half of the year. Hallelujah. Some people started the first half of the year with us and they are not here today. Am I talking to somebody this morning? That's why any excuse anybody will want to give you. Because if you start saying, ah, Father, the reason why I, I can't praise or I can't dance is because of what happened to me January to June. God will just show you people that, did, that died. And you say, you still have life. Not only do you have life, you are in church on a Sunday morning. There are so many people that would love to be in church today, but they are in a hospital bed somewhere. Can't lift their hand, can't lift their head. Some people have lost their mind. They can't think straight anymore. Hallelujah. Why should I celebrate? I have life. I have life. Number one reason. Remember the prodigal son in Luke 15. When he came back home, what did the father do? You see, the, the father who was a representative of God, he understood that ah, we are in a kingdom and we are in a celebration kingdom. He threw a party for his son. Threw a party for him. I love what he said in verse 32, Luke 15, verse 32. Because when the older brother came back and he saw that there was jubilation, there was music, there was singing, there was dancing, 
He that was in the house, he had not been singing, he had not been dancing, he had not been jubilating, he had not been celebrating, and he was in the kingdom. Those are the people I'm talking to. People that are in the kingdom, that don't understand how the kingdom is. You are in a place of celebration. You ought to be celebrating. And if all you have is life, that is enough, my brother. That's what the father told him. Hallelujah. Luke 15, 32. It was right, hallelujah, that we should make merry. I want to ask you this morning, is it right that you should make merry this morning? It was right that we should make merry. Stop asking us why are we singing? Why are we not singing? Why should we not sing? Why should we not dance? Why should we not shout? Why should we not celebrate? It is right that we should make merry. You are the one that has a problem, not us. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. And look at what the father said. He didn't say, wow, this boy went away with half of the inheritance and he has now made two billion. He has doubled the money. That's why we are making merry. No. Your brother was dead. And now he's alive. That's the reason we are parting. He's not well there than he was. He's not smarter than he was. He's not richer than he was. He didn't leave single and came back married. In fact, he's singler now. The last six months have been hell for him. The last report was that he was trying to eat swine food. But it's right that we should make merry. <laughs> Praise God. He has lost his inheritance. He has lost his pride. He has lost everything. But it's right that we should make merry because he has life. Your brother was dead. And he's alive again. He was lost. Before I come to that, please. Your brother was dead. He's alive again. That boy that has, was in the house, that had life, he, he didn't celebrate. He was in the kingdom, but he did not understand. See, he, he, he was at the wedding, but he did not have the right wedding garment on. That when you have life, it's more than enough reason to celebrate. Shout hallelujah if I'm talking to you. But even for us Christians, it's on another level why we should celebrate. Because look at the two things he said. Number one, he was dead. You can connect that to physical life. Then he said he was lost. His soul was lost. He was lost in sin. He was lost in the world. But now he has made his way back home. Remember when Jesus sent out the, the disciples two by two and they came back with good reports. Wow, even the demons responded to your name. We cast out the sick, we, 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 we cast out the devils, we heal the sick. And the Bible said Jesus celebrated, he rejoiced in the spirit. And he told them, I'm not rejoicing because you heal the sick. I'm not rejoicing because you cast out, I'm rejoicing because your name is written. 
So when I say life, celebrate because you have eternal life. Hallelujah. Make merry because you are born again. Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. You are in the kingdom. Make merry because of that. And if you are not making merry because of that, you don't understand what we are saying. That's why we are teaching you this parable. Oh, hallelujah. Tap your neighbor and say, it's right that we make merry today. Say, it's right that we make merry all through this week. Say, it's right that we make merry all through this month of July. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, it's right that we make merry for the rest of this year. That neighbor doesn't look as if they're interested in what we're saying. Let me look for somebody that may be interested. Tell them, it's right that we make merry all the days of our lives. Shout the loudest hallelujah you can if you believe what we are saying. It's right that we make merry because we have life. Number two. It's right that you make merry if you have victories. Your wife, six years of marriage, you are now blessed with a baby girl. You should make merry. You got a promotion. You should make merry. You got a better job. You move into a new house. You got married. Your children um, did well in school. You are healthy. You are sound of mind. You have victories. You should celebrate God that gave you the victory. Thanks be to God who always leads us or causes us to triumph. The scripture says, 2 Corinthians 2.14. You didn't get those victories by yourself. Oh. I hope you understand that. Ah, I hope you understand that. You are not healthy all by yourself. Oh. I hope you understand that. Your mind is not sound all by yourself. I hope you understand that. It's right that we make merry because of the victories, the testimonies, the good things that God has done for us. Oh, that man would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Is there somebody in this house that God has been good to? Is there somebody that God has been wonderful to? Is there somebody that God has helped? God has blessed. God has healed. God has delivered. You should dance better than Herod's daughter danced before our earthly king. Number three reason, you should make merry. This will help somebody this morning. That Because there are people here that maybe you look back at your January to June, you can't really point to victory. Your wife did not give birth to a baby. Um, you didn't get a job. Perhaps you are still fighting one challenge or the other. Make merry because you are not swallowed up by your challenges.
make merry, thank God, praise God, because the other people that half of what happened to you happened to them, they did not survive it. There are marriages that crashed. May God show them mercy in the first half of the year. Your own marriage is still standing, but what they went through was a thought of what you and your husband are going through. Yes, you are not in the seventh heaven, but thank God you still love each other. You are still together. Make merry because you have not been swallowed up by your challenges. He said, I did not been for the Lord that was on our side. We would have ended up like Sodom and Gomorrah. So that, that's a, enough reason to come and sing. Ah, thank you. I went through fire. We studied that scripture. Was it last Sunday or two Sundays ago? We went through water. We went through fire. Men rolled over our heads. But God has brought us to our wealthy place. Okay, you have not yet arrived at your wealthy place yet. At least, maybe you are feeling that way. But you went through fire, sir. Look at you. Thank God that you are not swallowed up. Is somebody feeling what God is saying this morning? Just find one of these reasons. I love this one, number four. In fact, I've not been able to get away from this scripture. Please put it up for us on the board again. Habakkuk chapter 3. Let's start from verse 17. It's very close to what I just said. Habakkuk 3.17. I read it last Sunday. I read it Sunday. Most likely I will read it again next Sunday. Praise God. Sometimes you should teach a scripture until people are tired. Of tired. Tired of hearing you say the scripture. They are tired is even tired. Have you gotten there? Is your tired, tired of me reading the scripture and sharing the scripture? Uh-huh. So we can still do it this Sunday. Though the fig tree may not blossom, this is really point three. Your fig tree did not blossom, but you are still alive. The fruit is not in the vine. Maybe you lost your job, but you are still alive. There are people that lost their job, they went mad. Some people lost their job, they went to dive off Todd Mainland Bridge. They did not survive it, but you, you survived it. Hello? The labor of the olive may fail. The fields may yield their food. Though the flock may be cut off from the fold and there is no herd in the stalls. In other words, this first six months was dry. So point number three is that you should thank God that all those things happened, but you are still here. Can somebody shout, I'm still standing? Do you remember that song? I'm still standing, but by the grace of God. If not for your goodness, if not for your grace, I don't know where I will be today. If not for your mercy, if not for your love, I don't know where I will be today. I'm still standing, but by the grace of God. That's number three. Number four is this. Why should you rejoice? Look at what he's told us here. Yet I will rejoice. (laughs) Glory be to God. I will rejoice in my new car. I will rejoice in my new promotion. I will rejoice in my new house. I will rejoice because we just got a brand new baby. I am rejoicing. I am celebrating because I have the Lord. Do you know that's what Herodias' daughter came? I mean, they didn't tell us. The only thing we have, she didn't say that she had a boyfriend or she was, no. She just came to praise and dance because it was her daddy's birthday. 
The only reason why she danced that crazy dancing before Herod was because she was rejoicing in her father. She was celebrating her father. Listen to me, child of God. Sometimes all you have is the Lord. All you have is the Lord. But it's enough for you to rejoice. I will joy in the God of my salvation. That's all I have. There is no field. There's no fruit. There's no money anywhere. There's no wife anywhere. There's no but. <laughs> God is still here. Somebody tap your neighbor and say, God is still here. Sometimes all you have is the word of the Lord. That's all I have. All I have is that they said in church, the rain is here. Can somebody shout out loud, my rain is here. Psalm 119, verse 162. I will rejoice in the Lord. I will rejoice in the word of the Lord. Look at what he said here. I rejoice as to your word. I rejoice at what? I can't hear you. I rejoice at what? How? 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 Anyhow. Eh? Because that's what some people do when all they have is the word. Anyhow. If you don't dance now, Pastor T, we say we are standing like pillar. I'm not going to notice you, sir. <laughs> okay, I want to be very nice today. But God will notice you. Hmm? Notice that guy. Friend, how did you enter this place? <laughs> I will rejoice in the word, or I rejoice at the word as one that found what? Great treasure. Hallelujah. And like Habakkuk said, when you know how to rejoice in the Lord, rejoice in the word of the Lord, rejoice in the promise of the Lord, rejoice in the prophecy of the Lord, it's not yet fulfilled, but just hold on to that. Celebrate because it's your father's birthday. Hello. Hallelujah. He said, God will strengthen me. Because the Lord is my strength. He will strengthen my feet. And he will cause me to ride upon my high places. I prophesy over somebody here. Someone that will dare to rejoice in the Lord this morning. This second half of the year. You will arrive at your high places in the name of Jesus. You will experience elevation in the name of Jesus. All I have is the Lord. That's what that song that we love to sing says. If all I say is Jesus. Thank God for the people that have victories to celebrate. We don't have any problem with them. Thank God for the people that have um, overcame their, their challenges. Not swallow them up. But I have the Lord. Praise God. If all I say is Jesus, it's more than what? It's more than enough. Number five. Just five things that you can use to praise God this morning. In Exodus chapter 11. You know, today is a thanksgiving and a communion service. Exodus 11, God had visited Pharaoh and Egypt with nine plagues. And God said, I'm about to send the last one. And after this one, he will let you go. And God gave them 
the Passover, which is a type and a shadow of the communion that we have today. He said every household should take a lamb, kill it. The blood, put it on the lintel, the doorpost of your house. Eat the flesh raw. He said, wear your garments, put your sandals on, hold your shepherd's rod. Tonight, you are leaving Egypt. Tonight. I know you've been here for hundreds of years. But tonight, I'm setting you free. And he did it. They left. But he told them something powerful in chapter 12. Exodus 12. Let's pick up the reading from verse 14. And we're going to close with that. Hallelujah. If all I say is Jesus. Jesus, it's more than enough. Exodus 12 and 14. Hear the word of the Lord. The, the fifth reason that you can rejoice and celebrate is you can celebrate the finished work on the cross. Why are you dancing? I'm dancing because Jesus did it all. Why are you singing? I'm singing because Jesus finished my deliverance, finished my redemption, finished every work of the enemy against me on the cross. One sacrifice took care of everything. And God told them in Exodus chapter 12, you should celebrate the Passover. Verse 14, Exodus 12. So this day shall be to you a memorial and you shall keep it as a feast. As a feast. A celebration to the Lord. Throughout your generations. Does somebody know Bible enough to understand that it was after Jesus shared the Passover with the disciples that he now went to the cross? Say, so this is the last meal I'm going to eat with you. After this Passover, I'm going. And he connected the Passover to his body and his blood. He broke the bread with them, ate. This is the flesh in my new covenant. Shared wine with them. This is the blood of my new covenant. Said, I will not partake of the fruit of the wine with you, vine with you until you meet me in eternity. Throughout your generations, I want to read a few verses. You shall keep it as a feast. Celebrate, dance, sing, rejoice. Because in this covenant, everything the enemy has set against you, I have destroyed once and for all. Tonight, you are going to leave this house of bondage. He told them. All the other nine plagues was just to get ready for this one. This is the main event. Somebody said the main event. That means in this communion, your prosperity is here. Your healing is here. Your overcoming is here. Your testimony is here. Tonight or today. So we can celebrate the finished work on the cross. We can feast. If I look at how God described it to them, and we can see the intensity God said, seven days. This is not a one-day celebration. Sir, this is not a one-service celebration. Now, we are not going to keep here for seven days. Don't bind me. But I want you to see the intensity of what God wants. Seven days you shall eat only. So you, you celebrate the Passover for one week. 
Again, we are, we are, this is type and shadow. But I want you to see what God wants you to do this morning. Can you compress seven-day celebration in 20, 30 minutes, somebody? Talk to me. Okay, can you try? Hello? Ask your neighbor, can you try? <laughs> ah, that your neighbor is not... Can you, can you try? Seven days. Oh, you want me to keep here for seven days? Even me, I'm not going to try. I want to go home. <laughs> Praise God. On the first day, you shall remove leaven from your house. Whoever eats leavened bread from the first day until the seventh day, that person shall be cut off. None of us shall be cut off in Jesus' name. On the first day, there shall be a holy convocation. And on the seventh day, there shall be a holy convocation for you. No manner of work shall be done on them all through those seven days. But that which everyone must eat, that only may be prepared. In other words, the only thing I want you to be doing in this, just be food that you eat. Hallelujah. Verse 17, please read on with me. So you should know how you're dancing, how you're singing should be. So you shall observe the feast of unleavened bread, for on this same day, hallelujah, I will have brought your armies out of the land of Egypt. Somebody today marks the day of deliverance for you in the name of Jesus. Today marks the day of victory for you in the name of Jesus. Today marks your day of turnaround in the name of Jesus. But how you behave in the kingdom matters. How you celebrate matters. He said, the guy we find eating leavened bread. This is, take him out of Israel. Like the guy that came to the feast with the wrong dress. Bind him and get him out. He's not going to partake of what we have prepared. How you celebrate matters. How you dance matters. On this same day, I will have brought your armies out of the land of Egypt. Therefore, you shall observe this day throughout your generations. Hallelujah. Our generation shall praise your name. Let me hear somebody sing it this morning. Our generation shall praise, shall praise your name. Sing it again. My generation. Are you one of us, somebody? The people of God. The people in the kingdom, they've been doing this thing since Exodus chapter 12. And we will forever be doing it. Sir, the only question that needs to be asked is whether you want to join us. Rise up on your feet this morning. Begin to give God praise right where you are. Somebody just begin to celebrate God right where you are. Let the families with baby dedications get ready. Please start getting ready. Begin to thank God. Begin to thank God. We praise you. Can someone get on the keyboard for me? We praise you. Oh, Lord. Yes, we praise you. Lord, we praise you. Oh, Lord, in Allah, we see so one more time. I lift my hands Can somebody lift their hands and praise him this morning? 
Will somebody lift their hands, lift your voice, lift your praise. Sing it one more time. Father, we praise you. Yes, Lord. I praise you. In my life, in my life, Lord, I see one more time. Lift your hands in praise, somebody. We lift our hands. We lift our hands, we lift our hands, I lift my hands in, in praise, praise of God your name. Oh, I lift my hands in praise of your name. Hallelujah. Alright, we have a couple of beautiful, beautiful babies to dedicate to the Lord this morning. Let's sing and dance. Let's rejoice. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 0000640.